and this guy has spent his life researching a particular um, is it I don't know, an animal, animal, oh, big fish. Yeah. Uh, but he's written a book called Chasing Shadows: My Life Tracking Great White Sharks. So let's welcome in this morning, Greg Skomel. Uh Greg, good morning, and how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. You got yourself a, uh, a new book coming out here on the 11th, Chasing Shadows. I just got a copy of it yesterday, and I uh, didn't really get a chance, obviously, to read because I read at a third grade level, so it takes me a minute. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, it's weird. Like I, I, like, I flip it open, I see, like, the first paragraph, and it's like, oh, wow, you started, like, doing your studying up, at a, up in Sandy Hook. And then I flip to another, like, you know, section, and I'm reading about shark attacks in Ocean City, which is just down the street from me right here, Ocean City, New Jersey. And uh, it's like, didn't realize New Jersey was such a hotbed for uh, shark research, but it seems like it really is. Yeah, a lot of the pioneering work on, on shark tagging, which, you know, started in the 60s, you know, was in your area. You know, um, I grew up not too far from New York City in Connecticut, and I was, of course, a New York guy for years. So, you know, there's a lot going on down there, and there is right now, as a matter of fact. It's that time of year. Now, of course, um, you know, with the movie Jaws back in the 70s and all that, and I was reading a little bit into the, um, I lost my place in the book here, but I was reading into a little bit about, you know, the early days of um, when shark attacks would happen, you know, people just didn't know a lot about sharks, and they really believed, of course, with the media back then, too, that sharks were hunting people, like, on purpose, and I guess with the with the years of research, like someone like yourself has done, um, it's turned out not to be true. But yet, there's still that stigma, especially with great white sharks, uh, that they hunt people, and that's what you're studying is trying to like basically debunk, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, if we look at you know a lot of people think of Jaws as really the first real shark movie. There were a bunch, and there still are a bunch. You know, I I found it to be a great film and very inspirational for me, but it scared the hell. Mm-hmm. out of a lot of people. And so what I'm trying to do in the book is is kind of set the record straight, you know, through the, through my own eyes and through what we've done and the people I've worked with and what we know about this species, you know, just to get people to better understand white sharks because they're not, you know, mindless killing machines. Now, how close have you personally got to uh, a shark, like, in the ocean? Do you do, like, the cage diving, things like that? Yeah, yeah, I've been able to cage dive uh, with white sharks off, New England, off of uh, Australia, as well as Mexico. And, you know, it's quite, it's an exhilarating experience. Um, I've been a lot, I've been close to them. I had one of them go after me at one point, um, but uh, I survived it. Uh, but, you know, it's, I've had a lot of great experiences with these animals. Now, why do sharks go after people? My guess, you know, with no scientific background at all, is they just, they, dis- they, they think everything is food, I'm guessing, and they just mistake us for food. It is a mistake, absolutely. And, you know, particularly in areas where white sharks feed on big prey like seals. You know, that's where most, you know, most of these events occur, these tragic bites occur. You know, white shark is making a decision. It may be an inexperienced shark and it makes a bad decision. It strikes at a human instead of a seal. That can cause a lot of damage. The shark typically does not consume the person. It, it realizes it made a mistake. But keep it in the context of this being a really, really rare event. It just doesn't happen that much. But but you know but uh, you know very rare occasion it does where a shark is like that's not what I want to eat, but it's here. I guess I'll eat it. <laughs> it's a person. Well, no, it, it, it's more or less um, the shark making a decision, thinking that it's what it's looking at is its natural prey. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these are not, you know, these are not calculating rocket scientists. You know, these sharks have brains that are relatively small and, I might add, committed to just finding food and mates. So that's all they really do. And so it's not really calculating anything. It's not making any kind of uh, of well-informed decision. It's basically saying, you know, it, that looks to me like it might be a seal, so I'm going to test bite it. And it realizes, no, no, I've made a mistake. Now, what can people do if they do find themselves in an encounter? Like, sometimes I see these, like, TikTok videos where one really struck me where uh, a lady was scuba diving and a shark was swimming up to her. And she said, don't, like, you know, swim away fast. Stare it. A stare at it, make eye contact, and then you know n- lightly nudge it away. I mean, it seems absurd. I mean, there's a video of her doing it. Is that something that really works, or just um, is there any research to that? Yeah, the best thing you can do if you see a shark in the water and um, it's making you very uncomfortable, it's getting too close. Absolutely, maintain eye contact and move away from it. All right. If you're near the shoreline, move toward the shoreline. Do not panic. If you're scuba diving. Maybe hunker down on the bottom until the shark leaves. If it gets too close, like so close you think you're going to be bitten, don't reach out to it. If it comes into your space, you know, bump it on the nose if you have to. If you have a camera with you, use that. Use your mm-hmm. flippers, fins. You know, try not to use your, your hands, but if you have to, if, it, if you feel that threatened, absolutely do not be afraid to punch that animal. Wow, and then uh, and and obviously the worst thing you do is start splashing around and panicking because then a shark definitely thinks you're like a distressed piece of food, basically. And that's that's exactly right, you know. So we talk about you know how the shark behaves in the book and and how these things can possibly happen in various chapters. Um, the truth is, you know, you do not want to panic, and that's hard to not to do. <laughs> yeah. um, but very very rarely do these do sharks actually you know, get that close. In most cases, they're shy. They want to get away from you. They think of you as something perhaps threatening. They don't know what you are. We're land animals in the ocean. And so they typically leave. In your years of research, what's the most surprising thing you've learned about uh, great white sharks? I think what, I, what, what amazes me is their ability to travel great distances and to places we never thought they went to and to depths that are incredibly deep that we never thought they went to. For example, the white shark that we tag and uh, we might tag in Cape Cod may go out to the middle of the Atlantic and dive to depths as great as 3,000 feet to a really, really broad temperature range. Nobody knew that about these animals. And, and of course, it begs the question, why? Why do they do that? And and nobody really knows. And if someone tells you they know why, they're making it up. And the, and the and the studying like you do uh, continues. Well, chasing shadows, a new book available on the 11th. Um, I'm like every time I pick it up and start reading a little bit, I read a lot and I miss phone calls. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Greg, fascinating book. Uh, definitely a good summer read. Again, it's available on the 11th, Chasing Shadows. Uh, there's an audio book available as well for people who want to listen to it. Uh, and uh, best of luck with this book. And I'm looking forward to reading this and uh, educating myself since the sharks are mere, you know, a mile or two away from me. Uh, and it's only land right now separating me from the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be fine, Matt. You're going to be fine. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right, I I hope so. I mean, what if sharks start growing feet?
<laughs> Get him back on the line there. Uh, Matt Marini, MGM Morning Show, 103.7 WMGM Rocks. Yeah, so I, like I said, I picked up the book a little bit and started reading, and he actually tried calling me earlier. <laughs> I missed the call. <laughs> hey, coming up, Avenged Sevenfold tickets on the way. 